Hello, friends. Welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul. It's the 25th day of August, and we're going to conclude your work week with the conclusion of Mark chapter 14. As we journey through the Gospel of Mark, that will leave us with the final two chapters, which essentially is the Passion Weekend encounter. We're going to get into Good Friday. Jesus is just about to go to see Pilate. They will put him on the cross by the uh, before we're halfway through the 15th chapter. And of course, then we head towards the resurrection. There's a lot to talk about. Anytime you get into the cross and the resurrection, you've got a lot of things you can say, but there's going to be a lot of things to say in regard to how Mark handles this and how the church throughout time has handled this in regards to Mark. So there's a lot of stuff to get into. Before we do that, I want to close chapter 14 by finishing this account of Peter's denial of Jesus and bringing out a couple of things that maybe we didn't, well, I know we didn't cover yesterday that might contribute to bringing this thing to full color. That's something the Lord spoke into my heart recently. And in fact, I, I started to I started talking about this in a recent sermon. It's not one that's aired yet for the sort of the world at large, but I... And I don't want to get too deep into it here on the podcast. This sort of a this will sort of preview some things you'll hear me say in a coming weekend sermon. Uh, that that this season I'm I'm trying to land on and am landing on. I think what ministry looks like for me now and what it looks like going forward, and more importantly than that, what it doesn't look like. How to come to terms with my own call, my own gifting, something I think everyone has to do. And one of the things that I brought out in that was that I have recently felt the Lord show me that one of the gifts He's given us is to bring color to things that have been black and white. And so in some sense, when you look into the past, it's black and white. It, it's because we're from a distance, so you can only see it so clearly. And what he's given us the gift to do is in these stories, particularly when we talk about Jesus, to try to bring color to those black and white moments. And I'm not doing that justice because I'm really just trying to um, give an overview of that thought. We go into more detail in a message called, Can You Be Sure? And uh, it'll come up in a few weeks. Anyhow, um, I try to add some color to what is an otherwise black and white account. And I, I don't mean that it's a boring account, but because we've heard it so much, it's lost its luster. And so I like to take our time and bring out the nuances, not to try and establish some new theology and new doctrine, but to give you new lenses on how to look at these things. Like Here's something, for instance. In verse 67, she saw Peter warming himself. She looked at him and said, You're with, you were with Jesus of Nazareth. But he denied it, saying, I neither know nor understand what you're saying. He went out the porch, the rooster crowed. Then the girl sees sees him again, says, oh, this is one of them. He denied it. Surely you're with them. You're a Galilean. Your speech shows it. You put all that together, and I think that perhaps Peter acts like he doesn't understand what language she's speaking. Okay, remember what he said in 68. I don't know nor understand what you're saying. Then in the third denial, she says your speech shows it. Um, 
the 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 better translation there is your accent shows that you're with him. Now that could mean I can tell from what part of the region you're from because your accent, which that makes sense. I mean, we we see that in the in the U.S. Um, and, and anywhere any place in the world sees that. The, there's accents based upon regional it's regional diction. And so you can kind of tell where someone's from by the way that they say certain words or where they've lived based upon how they, some of the language they use. And so she seems to be saying that to Peter, like you, I can tell your accent, you're from the same area. But it it also looks to me like maybe Peter tries to feign that whole, um, I don't speak your language. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then tries to get away from her, but she sort of chases him down. And so the, I, there's probably deeper psychology than I'm capable of mining out, but it it would appear to me that there's a little bit of uh, a psychological journey into the denial. That Peter goes through some phases. He goes through some steps. Or he tries to just get away from it before he gets in too deep, and he goes through different ways of trying to do that. Um, in any case, he begins to curse and swear in verse 71, I don't know this man of whom you speak. Then the rooster crows the second time, and then it recalls to mind, before the rooster crows tries, she'll deny me three times. He went, and when he thought about it, he wept. So instantly, Peter realizes what he's done. He realizes that the rooster crowing, he li- he did do what he didn't think he was capable of doing. He denied the Lord Jesus even though he had told Jesus he would go and die with him. And so we don't have any reason to believe Peter's at the foot of the cross. We don't know where he goes, but he goes into a a, a period of guilt that doesn't really find its redemption in the book of Mark, but it does find it in John when John's final chapter is added we have Jesus and Peter eating breakfast by a charcoal fire. And it's the only two mentions of charcoal, by the way, in the Gospels, in the Bible, is that moment where Peter warms his hand by a charcoal fire and then eats breakfast by a charcoal fire. So the, the fire that of his denial on at the, at the trial on Thursday night, early Friday morning, becomes the fire of his renewal on Monday morning, sitting by the beach next to a resurrected Jesus. Same charcoal, different result. Same fire, different result. So where he fails in one fire, he succeeds in the other. You could say where he fails in front of the cross, he succeeds after. And in a way, it's a microcosm of all of our journey. We fail when we're under fire a lot. But the fire can actually be what makes us who we're supposed to be on the other side. Tomorrow, we'll tell you about the Sunday sermon, and we'll get started in the 15th chapter where Jesus is finally going to meet the Roman authority, Pontius Pilate. We'll see you then. God bless.